Hello, and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. Uh, I'm going to jump right into the word this morning. I'm wearing a backpack, right? Is anyone else confused? We'll get there. Don't worry about it. Hey, we're in week two of our series titled what? Better Days, okay? And this whole idea of experiencing better days as a church is our theme for 2019. And it's our desire and our prayer that you as individuals would also experience a year of holistic health. Okay, that, that's, been, that's been the heart, that's been the theme of this entire year of 2019. We want to see our people getting healthy in all areas of life, relationally, physically, financially, like I said, all areas. And we believe that the way we're going to do that is by fixing our eyes on Jesus. Right, Matthew 6.33, it says, seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added to you. So, so this whole year, as we've put together um, series, as we've put together, you know, different messages, it's all kind of been built upon this idea of getting healthy as, um, as a community. So we've done this series here at the end of 2019 to, to reiterate our theme for the year before jumping in uh, and casting vision for 2020. So I plan on the next couple of weeks, each, each thing that we address here, I really believe if we apply these biblical truths to our lives over these next couple of weeks, I, I believe that it will transform our life. And if we implement God's truth, then we won't be able to help but see better days, okay? Is anyone believing for better days for yourself? Hey, uh, last week we talked, if we're going to see better days, we got to start living by faith. Come on, wasn't last week good? Last week was good. Um, y'all ready for week two? All right, but before we jump in, I want to share this verse with you. It's found in Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 3. It says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. So this is Hebrews 12. So remember, we've talked a lot about Hebrews 11, the chapter before. It's this big, giant list of all these heroes of the faith, all these people who had awesome faith, right? God did incredible things through them because they were willing to believe and act. Okay, so this is saying, hey, since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses, since these legends are up in heaven cheering us on here down on earth, right? Since we're surrounded by such a crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with what? Endurance. Key word there. The race that God has set before us. And how do we do that? By keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. The title of my message this week is Take It Off. Look at your neighbor and say, take it off. Come on, we're in church, y'all. Relax, all right? <laughs> yeah. Dear Lord, I just pray right now. No. Oh, man. Hey, uh, <laughs> For real, take it off. That's the name of the message. Um, and, and you know, it's just, just to be honest with you, this is one of those messages as a preacher, it's like, Lord, be with me on this one. Be with me on this one because this isn't, the, for lack of a better word, this, this isn't the, the content that's always the most fun to preach. But I know that it has to be preached for you to be who God's called you to be. For, for you to live in the fullness of who he's called you to be. So this is kind of a tell it how it is message, but I pray that this word encourages you to live a life worthy of your calling. And, and I pray that this message will encourage you to live in a life of blessing 
in a life of better days, okay? Y'all ready? Let's pray. Jesus, um, Father, I just pray right now for a supernatural boldness that's found from your Holy Spirit. You haven't made us timid, Lord. You, you haven't given me a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And God, we, we preach the things we preach as pastors and as leaders um, because we love our people, Lord. So I pray, use this word in a divine way. I pray you'd use me in a divine way. Everyone sitting under my voice right now, whether that's in this room or on a podcast, God, that you would prepare and open up their hearts, give them, give them eyes to see and ears to hear. And Father, let, it, let this word take root in the soil of our hearts. Let us be transformed by it. Let us not just be hearers of your word, but let us be doers as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I want you to write this down. The road to eternity requires endurance. The road to eternity requires endurance. 1 Peter 5.8, it says, Your enemy, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Your enemy, the devil, is constantly on the prowl. He's constantly trying to steal, kill, and destroy your calling, your future, and your soul. Our enemy, the devil, and and his evil army, they never take days off. And for that same reason, every day I get up, we, we need Jesus. Every day you get up, you need Jesus. We need to fix our eyes on Jesus. Amen? And every day we're alive is a day that we should violently pursue Christ. As I sought God on what to talk about, um... You know, I, I was praying and going back and forth, and, and I had this, you know, as I was in prayer, I had this thought, God, what's going what's gonna to help our people? What's going to help me live in better days? And the only thing that kept, even through conversations I had with Abigail, this is what rose, rose up in my heart. This is, this is all that kept coming to me, and it's this. The severity of allowing sin in our lives after we've been exposed to the truth of God's word. I'll say it again. The severity of allowing sin in our lives after we've been exposed to the truth of God's word. Don't get mad at me for reading this Bible verse because I didn't write it, okay? Technically, it's in Hebrews. We don't know who wrote Hebrews. There's theories, but we don't know. Um, But let's crack open Hebrews 10, verses 24 through 29, and then I'll skip down to 32 and 36. It says this. Dear friends, If we deliberately continue sinning after we've received knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. There is only the terrible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume his enemies. For anyone who refused to obey the law of Moses was put to death without mercy on the testimony of only two or three witnesses. So just think about how much worse the punishment will be for those who have trampled on the Son of God and have treated the blood of the covenant, which made us holy, as if it were common and unholy, and have insulted and disdained the Holy Spirit who brings God's mercy on us. Church, I want to ask you this morning, I know this is not the most encouraging Bible verse, but it's also, it's in there, it's truth. And I believe as your pastor and your leader, it's not my job to run from verses like this, to run from topics like this. And and, and as I'm going through this message this morning, I I, want to ask you, have we been living our Christian lives casually? Have we been living our Christian lives casually? 
Have we not been violently pursuing Jesus? You know, I, I love that verse where it says, you know, we, we viewed the, the blood that made us holy as common and unholy. The sacrifice is common and unholy. Have we viewed Christ's sacrifice that made a way for us as common? Skip down to verse 32. It says this. Think back on those early days when you first learned about Christ. Come on, where were you when you first learned about Christ? Was it summer camp? Fired up, you know? Yeah, Jesus! Woo! My whole life's gonna change! Right? Were you at a conference and it was like, oh my gosh, what is this? What is this presence I'm feeling? What is going on? Jesus, this is, right? Maybe, maybe it was in your living room with your parents. I don't know. What, we, we've all had that. We were first exposed. You're like, man, I've never encountered anything like this in my life. It says, think back on those early days when you first learned about Christ. Remember how you remained faithful, even though it meant terrible suffering. Sometimes you were exposed to public ridicule and were beaten. And sometimes you helped others who were suffering the same things. You suffered along with those who were thrown into jail. And when all you owned was taken from you, you accepted it with joy. You were on fire for the Lord. You knew that, man, if I'm going to follow Jesus, I'm going to have to give some things up. I'm going to have to leave some things. But I, but I wouldn't be doing anything else with my life. This is who I was created for, what I was created for. This is what I'm going to do right? Why, why was it accepted with joy? Because you knew there were better things waiting for you that will last forever. Verse 35, so don't throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient, what? Endurance. Patient endurance is what you need now. Church, you need endurance right now. I don't care where you're at. Everything's good. Everything's falling apart. Right now, you need endurance. You need endurance. That's what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. And then you will receive all that he has promised. Come on, there's great reward in having a relationship with Jesus. And there's much that he's promised on earth but also in the life after. And we even talked and touched on that last week. But don't get it twisted. This relationship with Jesus, it isn't a weekend experience. It's not a conference experience. It's not a moment that you had on a missions trip. It's a marathon that requires endurance. I don't know if anyone else is as impatient as I am in the room, but you know, for me, if I have a goal or a dream, if it takes longer than an hour to accomplish, I'm in trouble. That's, that's just the way it is. I, I can't tell you how many times I've gone to Amazon, you know, with all the ambition in the world, man, I'm going to read seven books on the New Testament and I'm going to come out theologian, Mark, you know, Griffith doctor, okay? And, and I'll get them, man, th those books will show up and I will get in my bed and I'll take my wife knows and I will pound through five chapters and be like, this is taking forever. I'm never picking that up again, <laughs> right? I can't tell you how many books I've ordered, read about four or five chapters and it was like, yeah, I think I get it. I think I get it. <laughs> you know, this is the same reason. <laughs> this is the same reason I didn't play baseball as a kid. Because no one's good at anything starting off, you know. Uh, so, so I'm there, I'm on the plate, and of course I strike out. And now I got to wait 30 minutes again before I can hit. And because I wasn't good, they put me in the outfield. I don't get any action in the outfield. I'm like, this is not the sport for me. So all who play baseball, I commend you. That's incredible. It just wasn't my thing, okay? Um, so in 2018, 
I lost a total of about 60 pounds. Okay, I got, I got married, changed jobs, moved, made a whole bunch of big life decisions, and I think I just ate myself into a coma pretty much. And I woke up a year later and was like, holy cow. I actually have a picture here of the transformation you can see. So this is at my wedding. About a 60-pound difference here between these two. Um, yeah, so that, that was the transformation. And, you know, in, in the beginning of the weight loss journey, I started intermittent fasting and doing CrossFit. And it's just kind of like, you know, this technique, you only eat from 12 to 8 and blah, blah, blah. I was, you know, it was super easy, so I could just do it. So I'm, I'm doing intermittent fasting, I'm doing CrossFit, and I'm telling you, the weight is just falling off. I'm like, let's go. This is, I can't believe it's happening this fast. I can't believe it, it, it's happening like this. I'm like, this is awesome. You can see, and, and like my whole body's changing. I'm like, this is, why didn't I do this a year ago, you know? And 30 pounds falls off fast. But then I like hit this plateau. It's like, I can't lose another pound. I was still doing the intermittent fasting, I, 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 but, but I still wasn't losing as much weight. You know, I was still working out. I was still eating good. And I, and I basically got to this place where I had lost the extra weight. I, I had lost the weight that was easy to lose. And now I had to work. Now I had to endure, right? Um, so I basically... So, now I just had to consistently eat healthy. Um, I had to work out every week. Every day I had to make these little, little decisions. I'm going to eat healthy today. I'm, I'm not going to cheat. I'm going to grind in the gym because I had a, a goal in mind. I had a goal in mind. I had lost 30 pounds. And the truth is I could stop there and be like, man, that's pretty good. Good job, Mark. Come on. That, I mean, 30 pounds, that's a big deal. That's something to be proud of, right? But I knew... Deep down, I, no, but this isn't, this isn't, this wasn't the goal, though. Th this wasn't what I envisioned. I hadn't achieved all that I had vision for, and now to lose the weight, it was going to take endurance, right? Eating healthy every day, going to the gym every day, getting up when I don't feel like it. And I really believe, you know, it, it was, it was crazy as, as, much of a physical transformation as that year was, it really refined me spiritually too. And it helped me to understand some things about my spiritual life. And I really believe this whole weight loss journey is a metaphor for um, our spiritual life and sin. You know, maybe there's some of us in here this morning and we're carrying around too much spiritual fat and what I mean by that is we have an abundance of sin in our life slowing us down from where God is calling us to be. There may be some in here who are knowingly letting their eyes wander. You're knowingly partaking in sexual sin. You're knowingly having too many drinks on a Friday night. You're knowingly using language that doesn't honor and glorify God. Room's getting quiet. You're knowingly gossiping about any, everyone and everything. But I love Jesus. I love Jesus, though. Come on. But we just continue walking around sinfully obese with the thought, eh, this is just the way I am. And I want to challenge you this morning, church, as casual Christianity. That's casually following Jesus. Hebrew makes the argument that's not even following Jesus at all. 
And this morning, man, I, I pray you don't walk out of here offended. That's not my intentions. And this, this is a grind for Pastor Mark, too. But, but Pastor Mark isn't, I, I'm not removed from these verses, right? I, I got to read them and respond to them myself. My, my, I'm not trying to have you walk out of here offended. I, I want you to walk out of here uh, uh, ready to return, ready to lay some things down, right? Ready to swab out your heart, okay? To, to step into all who God's calling and created you to be. I want you to walk out of this place renewed and restored and ready to fight for who God called you to be, ready to run with endurance. But Paul tells us, make every effort to live a holy life. Make every effort. And I wonder, church, are we making every effort? If we were, I bet our lives would look a lot different than they do right now. Our prayer this morning is that you would start to put in every effort into who God's calling you to be. Because when you do, Hebrews 10, it says the reward is great. So if we want to experience better days, we have to strip off everything that slows us down. Somebody say, take it off. That's good. I'll leave this on, you know. And then maybe there's some of you sitting in here and you're like, yeah, some people need to hear this message. Not me, I'm good, right? I don't lie. I'm faithful to my spouse. I don't get drunk. I treat people good. I get in the minivan and I put on 88.3 the wind. Right? I'm good. Kids are well behaved. And we think, you know what? There's not that much sin in my life. I'm good. And it's the same mindset of, you know what? I've lost 30 pounds. This is good. This is good. I, I look better. Right? But, but it's it, not exactly where I wanted to be, right? It, it, it really, it wasn't good enough. I needed to continue eating healthy and showing up to the gym. And here's what Hebrews 12, 1 through 3 says. It says, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, strip off every. Come on, somebody say every. Does it just say a little bit? No, no, no. It says every weight that slows us down, especially the sin, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with what? Endurance. The race God has set before us. And how do we do that? By keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the, he endured the cross. There's that word endured again. You know, God's not going to ask you to do anything he's not willing to do himself. I love that about him. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. And now he's seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. And if you remember what Jesus did for you, if you remember the way he loved you, if you remember the things he endured for you, then you won't become weary and you won't give up. We've got to keep our eyes on Jesus if we really want to do this thing. Church, are you willing to lay it all down? and to live in complete obedience to God's word because you understand Jesus is the way, he's the truth, he's the life, and, and there's no way to be with God for eternity outside a relationship with Jesus Christ. Does our life scream that? Like, I, I can tell you, I, I can tell you, I want to lay it all down. Me, Pastor Mark, I, I really want to lay it all down. And, and that's not to say I don't struggle. That's not to say I don't have my battles. 
but, but I still, I, I pray that my life that I live, it would scream, but I'm making every effort. Do I have lots of room to grow? Yes. Do I mess up all the time? Yes. But I pray the people who are closest to me, if you were to walk with me day in and day out, you would see, man, Mark's making efforts. If people were to walk with you and look at your life, would they see you making efforts to wholeheartedly follow Jesus? Because I know there's blessing in our obedience. Disobedience is sin. And sin needs to be dealt with. Y'all ever, met a, y'all ever met a kid whose parents just don't, don't discipline them at all? <laughs> don't look at them. Don't look at them. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Why y'all looking at my parents? <laughs> but let's be real. What's the kid like? They're rotten. They're rotten. And you know what? It, it actually ends up being harmful for the kid as they grow as they continue on in life. Would, you, would y'all agree with me? Is that true? So God, as, as a loving father, he allows us, in, in his love, he allows us to experience his discipline because he's like, I don't want you to live with this. I, I, don't want you, I don't want you to walk astray. I don't want you to reap the consequences of these decisions. I don't want you. I don't want that for you. So in his love, he allows us to experience his discipline. But God's also given us everything we need to live in his blessing. We don't have to live in the discipline of God. We we have everything we need in his word to live in the blessings of God, to live in his protection, to ultimately experience better days. And, and church, I want you to know, I'm, I'm not up here saying, I, I don't have a struggle. I, I don't have any sin in my life. Trust me. Let's all say the struggle's real. Come on, the struggle's real. Amen. We all said amen. I know it is. I know it is. But, what do you, but, but we're able to admit that. We're willing to admit that. So how are we dealing with it? What are we putting in place to, to win, to gain victory, to be who God's called? God, I'm, I'm hungry to please you. I want to love you well. I want to do what you've commanded me. What are we putting in place to fight off sin in our life? We understand the struggle is real, so we need to respond. You know, something I've done is set up an accountability partner in my life. I've also given my friends and in my inner circle, I said, you're allowed to ask me the hard questions. You're allowed to ask me. It doesn't matter if we're in the drive-thru at McDonald's, just not in front of my wife. No, I'm just playing. She had, my wife knows. We laugh. She has permission. You doing good? Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing good. What do those questions look like? How did you stumble this week? How are your eyes? Right? How's your spiritual life? How's your pride? Are you leading your wife? These are questions, my friends and accountability partners that I am intentional setting meetings to meet up with, they are allowed to ask me these questions. Church, I would strongly encourage you, if you're serious about living sold out, you can't do it alone. You can't. Broken things don't fix broken things, right? Find a friend who is going to push you towards who God is calling you to be. How many know that if we have someone in our life who's willing to encourage us in the things of God, 
who's, who's willing to be that voice for us, what I found for me is it actually catapults me into my calling. Write this down. Encouragement strengthens our endurance. Encouragement strengthens our endurance. This is one of my favorite scriptures. I feel like I say that every week, but this one really, really does mean a lot to me. It's Hebrews 3.13. says this, but encourage one another every day. Encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today. Why? So that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Listen, when you get alone, you're not good enough. You're stupid. You're never going to get over this. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I I defeated again. Yeah, I messed up again. Yeah. When we get alone and, and our heart grows hard, we start to believe it. Sin, sin starts to, it's deceitful, right? But, but when you have, when you, when you have, you know, Bob, Joe, and John speaking in your life, no, man, that's not who you are. Get up. Come on. No, man. No, you're more than a conqueror. You got God's spirit in you. Come on. You have power over sin. Dude, you can do this. Pick up your head. Let's go. It's like, yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, let's go. Right? Encourage one another so your hearts aren't hardened against the deceitfulness of sin. Who are you encouraging? Who are you checking on? Who are you asking about? Parents with your kids, ask your kids the hard questions. They're not gonna figure it out on their own, okay? Be willing to get uncomfortable. That's real love. That's encouragement. I wanna read Hebrews 12 again. I know I've read it twice. I wanna read it one more time. Make sure we all get it. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses, to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. How do we do it? By keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Church, let this backpack here, if y'all haven't figured it out yet, let this backpack represent sin in our life the spiritual fat we've been talking about, the weight that slows us down and so easily trips us up. If I have to go run a marathon, this is gonna slow me down. This thing's heavy, I'm sweating underneath. Right, this, this might even stop me from finishing the race if it gets too heavy, right? And, and, and here's the deal, when, when we meet Jesus, when we give him our heart, when we're submissive to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit enables me to have power over this right? The the Holy Spirit gives me power over my sin. Will you throw it off? Will you throw it off? Because here's what I think a lot of us do. We go, all right, I'm serving Jesus now. Let's see. I know I can't have all this in my life, right? Let's see. Envy? Yeah, I'll get rid of that. (laughs) All right, let's see. Let's see. Gossip? Yeah, I need to stop. I, I really, uh, I should probably stop with that, right? I'll get rid of that. All right, let's see here. Hmm. Drunkenness? Let's, well, sometimes, all right, sometimes. I don't want to totally lay that down. Let's not get carried away, right? <laughs> Lust. I feel like I've tried to throw this one down, but it, it ends up back in my backpack. Sometimes. And we say, that's pretty, that's 30 pounds though. That's 30 pounds, that's pretty good. In 
And sometimes, even what I've found, I'll just be transparent sometimes in my life, I throw off the things that are easy to throw off. And say, look what I threw off. Bro, you never had a gossiping problem anyway. I know I'm fabulous. I ain't never envy anyone. But I think we hang on to some of these things for all types of reasons. Maybe we find pleasure in them. Maybe they give us comfort. Maybe, maybe they help you feel significant. They give you this, this false sense of hope. Maybe you think they'll win you love. Church, I want to ask you, what are you holding on to? What are you, what are you carrying around in your backpack? Are, are, you, are you scared to leave the relationship that's toxic because you're scared you'll be lonely? So you, you just take it all on. Are you scared to put down the substances because if you do, then, then you have to confront the pain that you've been masking and covering up? Or, or maybe you won't get a, invited along with the crew anymore? Come on, are, 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 will you not put down the pornography because you'd rather have the pleasure now than later on? You'd, you'd rather have the pleasure now than receive the reward that's ahead of us? Are, are, you willing, are, are you unwilling to clean up your language because you're scared you won't fit in? Or, man, that would be really awkward, some of the conversations I'd be having at work. What are you holding on to? What are you holding on to? I can promise you this is slowing you down. You got a marathon to run. It's slowing you down. And maybe, whatever it is, it feels like it's helping, but it's temporary. And I can promise you this, it's destroying your soul. When we decide to hang on to these things, not address them, not, not fight, not, not have the heart. You know, what does fighting look like? Confessing, setting up accountability. You know what? If you struggle with your eyes, there's a million apps that you can put on your phone where you're not allowed to visit certain websites. Are you fighting? Are you fighting to throw it off, strip it off? To me, that's an action. That, that, that's an action. I'm, I'm, take it off. Right? Somebody say, take it off. When we leave these things in here, it's killing our endurance. It's killing our endurance. It's wearing you out. If I have all this weight in my backpack, it's going to slow me down. Right? Kim, if you would come on up, that'd be great. I think of this... Uh, I think of this story in Luke 18 that I feel like goes perfect with this message. Luke 18, verses 8 through 23, I want to share it with you. It says this. Once a religious leader asked Jesus this question, good teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? He's all jacked up. He knows he's been following the commands. He's confident, right? Hey, Jesus, what do I, what do I got to do? <laughs> Why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. Only God is truly good. But I'll answer your question because I'm him, you know. You know the commandments. You must not commit adultery. You must not murder. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. And the man replied, I I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. 
Yeah, 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 I've done all that. Yeah, for real, I've been good. I've done that. And when Jesus heard his answer, he said, there's still one thing you haven't done. Bro, you never had a gossiping problem anyway. You know, Jesus goes, put down the thing that hurts to, to put down. Church, I wanna, I wanna say that to you. Put down the thing that hurts to put down because I promise you'll see better days if you do. There's still one thing you haven't done. Sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven if you do it. Then come and follow me. And it says, but when the man heard this, he became very sad because he was very rich. And and here we see a a guy who has this opportunity to be the 13th disciple, right? To to walk with God in the flesh. What an incredible opportunity. And he says, nah, I'm not willing to put that down. I'm not willing to do that. He wasn't willing to lay it all down. He wasn't willing to give every effort because his common Christianity, his casual Christianity, he missed out on all that God had for him. And after this happens, Jesus, he's walking with the disciples. And y'all remember Peter. We were talking about Peter last week. P- Peter asked Jesus a question. He says, or, or not really, just makes a statement like, I just, I just want to make sure I'm good too. Like, you know, I just want to make sure we're good, Jesus. He goes, hey, hey we left our homes to follow you. Yes, Jesus replied. And here's what sometimes as Jesus' followers, the church doesn't tell us. Jesus replied, and I assure you that everyone who has given up house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will be repaid many times over in this life, in this life right now, and will have eternal life in the world to come. Somebody say, take it off. He's not telling you abandon your family. But if he told you to bring your kid up to the mountain to sacrifice him, are you willing to go? It's convicting stuff. This is challenging for me too. Are we willing to lay it all down to, to follow him? The religious ruler, he had, he had more trust in his riches than he did in Jesus, but Jesus is, is in whom all our needs are met. He's the supplier of all our needs. Church, I want to ask you what, you, what are you trusting in this morning? What's your trust in this morning? Hebrews 10.35, it says, So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised you. Church, I want you to receive all that he has promised you. You can get mad at me. You can, you can be offended by God's word. He wants you to receive all that he's promised you. And understand, God is loving. He's a forgiving God. His word tells us, 1 John 1, 9, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. He will forgive us and purify us from all unrighteousness. Another verse says, his mercies are new every day. Every day. My question for you this morning is, have you handed your heart to him, though? Through your life, 
through your thoughts, through your actions, have you said, Jesus, you can have it all. Like, you can have it all. Do you love them that you don't want to disobey them? And it breaks your heart when you turn your back on them. Are we passionate about throwing everything out of our lives that doesn't honor and glorify him? Will we run with endurance, waking up every day saying, God, today I'm going to serve you. I know I messed up yesterday, but your mercies are new today. Your love is good. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to walk keeping my eyes fixed on you. And here's the deal, church. Don't mess up, get discouraged, and throw it all away. That's what we do. It's like, oh, man, I messed up. I got it. No, no, no. Some days are going to be better than others. Okay? Some days you're going to be walking on water, looking at Jesus. Some days you're going to be sinking. Okay? But when we fall, ask his forgiveness. Your mercies are new every day. Come on, there's this thing called grace that God has. Amen? Are you thankful for his grace? Come on, and, I, and, and, and it's good, and I, and I need it every day. But I also, I want to make every effort with my eyes on Jesus. I want to honor you, Lord. I want to walk in your ways. I want to follow your commands because I know it's, it leads to life. There's this verse in Proverbs. I can't remember where it's at. I've just been reading it in the morning. It says, the seeds of good deeds uh, lead to a tree of life. What, what, that's a good verse right there. God, I, I want to, Ephesians 2, it says you were created in Christ Jesus. You, you're his masterpiece, right? Created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Like that's what we were created for, to be good, to do good. God, I want to I wanna honor you. I don't, I don't want to take part in anything that's not you. But I know the moments I get distracted, help me to pick myself up in your grace. Help me to understand you still love me. You're still with me. You, your Holy Spirit's still inside me at work. The reward is great. You know, Paul got to, got to write in Timothy, he wrote this. And here's what I want to say. Worship team, you can come on up. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race, finished the marathon, and I've kept the faith. Here, here do you need this, Josh? I'm, I'm done with it. Here's what I want you guys to understand this morning. Or, or maybe some of us, we find ourselves walking around. Maybe you're in here and you're like, yeah, yeah, Pastor Mark has been, it's been heavy. It's, it's been heavy. Or, or maybe some of you, you've just thrown out a couple things, but there's an, been a couple things you, you couldn't get rid of, right? Here's what he wants to do. When Jesus went to the cross, he took it all. And here's what I want you to know this morning. It, it doesn't just have to be, oh, man, I'm, uh, I'm trying on gossip. I got to, uh, uh, envy, I got I to gotta get, get this. Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't get this out. It's been here for years. I've been trying to get it out. You know what he wants to do? He says, come here, give it to me. Thank you so much for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can check out the link in the description to give or visit destinychurch.me slash give. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We love you and have a blessed week.